Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. They are not good. I mean, many of them are like low budget, absolute crap. Come on, have some kind of dignity and proud in your job. You can do better than this type of operation. I mean, really bow and arrow attack in Norway. And uh, they have all of the tick boxes. And then you had another one in England now. Well, let's see, what should we have? Yes. We, it's women and children always, yeah, and then they always do it on days of value for them, dark forces. So it's like Memorial Day, Patriot's Day, Veterans Day, Halloween, um, uh, Valentine's, all kinds of these things. I mean, people think Valentine, oh, it's so romantic. No, it's absolutely built on death. It is the murder of people called Valentine in the Roman Empires. There were several of them. Anyway, so, uh, so here in, in Liverpool, we have the women's hospital, yeah, on Poppy's Day or Remembrance Day of the fallen heroes, and where Lady Diana was the one that uh, opened it up in '95 in November '95. I would not be surprised if it was the same day, but I haven't been able to find. But anyway, you got Lady Di there, who also died under weird circumstances, if she is dead, and. Uh, the whole shebang is there again, you know, where they, they when you look at that, if you take it apart, you, you will just see it's the same again and again. Look at the CTV camera footage, you know, just sit and watch. You have the car. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, there's a car coming in and before it stops, the whole thing just blows up. OK, so this is a hospital on a normal daylight. Are there any people in the parking lot? No. There's one person in a yellow vest with his head into a car. Maybe he's the one that pulls the trigger to detonate the whole thing. Uh, you will also see that uh, uh, the CCTV footage is not a static camera, which CCTV cameras normally are, but somebody is filming a screen of the CCTV footage. And the reason they do that standard is that then there will be no digital data that will show you when this was actually filmed. Like nowadays, if you any photo you take and that's been taken with a uh, digital camera, normally have digital data saying it was taken at 4.54 or whatever at that. You know, with this camera, with this timer setting here, they film the screen so that you can't, it's blank. You cannot find anything. And so it's moving around the camera as well, not normal. And then you will see every single person that comes to the location. There's so few, even though when the car explodes, the guy, the only guy you see there, does he jump from the explosion? Does he get scared? Does he hide back? Does he pee his pants? Nothing at all. He doesn't even react. There's no jer- jerking. There's no nothing like that. Either this is just like an, uh, like a film 
uh, that got, uh, when you look at film effects, you can make a lot of things without a real explosion. It looks like it, but normally it's compressed air. They've got different, so you've got like, it looks, there's not even a sound to it until you add it to get the more of an effect. So here we have a very powerful, whatever, he doesn't even jump. And then he runs up. Nobody comes out with fire extinguisher, even though the terrorist is dead inside it. He burns to death. And uh, very few people arrive, all of the men, except in the end, there's a woman. This is right outside the reception of a big hospital. But when you look at Google Maps, if you look from above, you will see that the entrance is extremely easy to control. It's a short little like that, boom, you cut off there, you got the area for yourself. You just clear the reception. There's even a car parked right in front, the, in front of the reception so that nobody can come and block this whole thing. So they're just controlling the whole thing. So, and then they say, oh, the terrorist, he blew himself up by mistake because actually he was gonna bomb that. And they start pointing out all of these things, the, the cathedral over here and the whole there over there. They even put like images and, and maps. Here is where he was gonna bomb. He blew himself up. How do you know what he was gonna do? And then of course his name was Abdul Karim Karumkara, something like that. So you think, oh, terrorist, terrorist, Muslim fanatic. And uh, I'm sorry, where's the ISIS flag? I'm sure it was inside the car when he blew himself up together with the Quran. And I'm sure with the VHS cassette on how to fly a 747. But uh, other than that, uh, it's just not good at all. But the, here is like they combine the Poppy's Day, the Remembrance Day of the Fallen Heroes and women and children. There's even a statue of a woman sitting with a child. She's right in... in the footage when the whole thing goes down. So you have women, children, explosions, ISIS, hello, uh, Allah Akbar, and Veterans Day, Poppy's Day in the same scenario. And uh, I, I mean, like in, in Norway, in my newsletter, I pointed out that at the bow and arrow uh, attack, which was like the only thing that you see, the only photo of anything is one alleged arrow sitting in a wall. That's it. This is the crime scene. That is of any victim of anything, an arrow. It's not even an arrow. It's a Teflon tube that has been doop, 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 doop into a crack of a wall. Okay, so like I've mentioned many times before, and this is how my, my last name has become a verb, is how to find the hidden clues, they always hide clues in the forensic evidence about upcoming attacks or connections to other things that they've been involved in. And here, there was a cordon off, you know, this plastic strips that the police are, are using to cordon off uh, uh, crime scenes. And here, in in Norway, police is uh, is uh, spelled politi, P-O-L-I-T-I, politi. But here, the cordon off thing is hanging upside down and also uh, what you was like inverted so you can see through it so when it actually looks like a russian letter or bulgarian writing so i spoke to i asked someone who speaks bulgarian can you please does this mean have any kind of and he says yeah it looks like borili which is a which is a town in kazakhstan and I've never had any pointers toward Kazakhstan before, even though Asana, I think the name of it, is the New World Order uh, prepared headquarters in Kazakhstan, where they built a whole 
city, super luxurious city, totally empty for the new world order. The whole built on on Freemasonics, uh, Freemason uh, symbolism, and the whole shebang is there. I think Asana, look it up. Anyway, so I I was pointing out my uh, my newsletter that comes out once a month that. Could this be a clue for the next one? Because Kazakhstan never seen it before, never had any pointers in that direction. But anyway, so uh, just a few weeks later, there was another terror attack in Norway. Okay, so what this time? Well, it was a it was a guy, uh, no shoes. The shoes are also something that is repeated. The Nike shoes all the time. Shoes or no shoes? This guy in November in Norway. Do they normally run around the shoes? If they're me, yes. If they're anyone else, no. So he had no shoes, no shirt, and a knife. And of course, he was attacking a police car, as you do when you have a knife in your hand and you want to do damage. So you you attack the car. So what did the, the what did the Norwegian police do? They tried to ram him first, knock him over with the car, and then he managed to get up. And he ran towards uh, uh, the wall. Uh, there were some shops there. And they, they tried to sm smack him up against the wall, crush him like that. So they crushed the car. So that was done. But you see the camera like that. So you don't really see what happens. But the car just boom goes up like that. When you look at it, it turned out that this guy was an actor. He had been in several TV series, Norwegian uh, Actor, crisis actor, stuntman, hello, hello. When you look at how it was done and how where they tried to crush him, it looks like there's some kind of mattress put on the wall where, you know. Anyway, so, um, and it's very unusual behavior for the, for the police car to try and, and ram him or crush him up against the wall. Anyway, he was not hurt at all. So in the crash, the door opens of the police car. So he gets into the police car and starts stabbing police officers. So they had to shoot him dead. Okay. So anyway, he was an actor. He was uh, without shoes. These are two tick boxes right away. He was 33. I mean, the number 33 is ridiculous. It's in the hundreds, if not thousands, when it comes to these operations. 33 is all over. The he was 33. And he was a citizen of, wait for it, Kazakhstan, even though he looked very Norwegian. I have never, ever encountered, that is not true. I met one here on Bali that was from Kazakhstan, which is very exotic to me, to meet someone from there. But I have never, ever heard of anyone from Kazakhstan in Oslo, but this guy was. So I thought that was interesting, these type of things. And now they're using, you, you also have to see I've got, uh, when it's been filmed from different angles when this whole thing happened. But what is going on right when this happened, there are two cars, one van, it's one of the longest vans I've ever seen. It's very long and it just starts crossing the street covering uh, so you can't really see what's happening. You know, so this van, I totally believe, is there to, as part of the operation. When the police move forward, it starts blocking the road and it starts going like this. So you can't see what's going on behind it. And then, and there's another white pickup and, and a small little white truck, normally a grip truck, are also there. If you look at it, I would say to block traffic. So it looks like there's a lot of things going on. No pedestrians. The cars are the normal cars that they use in these operations to block the whole thing up. And then action. 
super easy to pull one of, one of these off. Super, super easy. So now they're saying that, uh, ooh, it's so horrible, you know, like the crash made the doors open on the police car. And then because of that, uh, the police was attacked with a knife, so they had to kill him. So now, problem, reaction, solution. They're coming up with some type, you know, like the police would have to have armored vehicles with no doors or something like that. It will have, it will be something with doors not opening so that they cannot be attacked on it. It's always problem, reaction, solution. So now the Norwegian police, which was not armed before, is now armed because this was a terror attack. How did somebody without a shirt and shoes and a knife become a terror threat? I don't, I don't get it. What, what? No, it's a, it's a weirdo who's running around with a knife. What has that to do with terrorism? But this is how they play it. And at the very same time, dear Irma Solberg or whatever her name is, uh, of Norway, uh, the former or yeah, the former prime minister of Norway, she is dealing with Bill Gates giving away four billion Norwegian krona or something like that, backing the whole thing. I mean, it's it's at the same time when they do these things, it's diversion. Look over here, look over here, so you don't notice what's actually going down here, so you won't react. It's a it's a mind game. It's a psychological warfare. How to get your mind you know, totally messed up and distracted, divided, and uh, not, you know, being able to focus on what is important. And in this case, the thing is, who benefits from all of these things? You have to look who benefits. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of rambling from my part. Nah, it's quality, Ole. Thanks for sharing. I, I really um, resonate with what you shared there, and, and that story is pretty powerful. Um, but the the piece on you know the the psychological warfare that's going on um and you know just trying to get around this whole it's an absolute mind fuck and there's so many the different areas and levels of um trauma that's inflicted on humanity and it's it's really difficult to comprehend the the scale of damage that has been done when when it it just feels so innately natural for us to just orientate ourselves to not cause harm to not cause damage to not cause lo uh, loss to anyone because we see each other as equal and we see each other as honorable men and women in the world and and that's just our inalienable right that's our you know as a soul infused man or woman that's just how we operate because we're just a man and we have you know feelings and we can feel that the depth of the pain and suffering that could be caused so there's no way I would inflict that on others and and I'm, I'm really curious because, Sovereign, I know you've really comprehended the mind virus of humanity in that respect, but also, Ole, I would love to hear from both of you around um, comprehending the damage that has been inflicted on humankind at this time. How do we navigate out of this world, you know? Like, what's the depth of the healing that needs to take place to really um, have that death of the mind virus and, and what flowers can emerge from that process, you know? what what is a, the, what's the possibilities of coming out of this totally corrupt, corporatized civilization and transitioning into a, a whole new world that honors the natural cycles, the natural um, rhythms and the integrity of being a human in today's world? How do we, how do we move beyond um, the old story? That is an amazing question. <laughs> I love to go there. 
and I'm sure that Ole has some some fresh takes on that. One of the things that I love about Ole, you can throw me throw me a question, and I have an anticipation of like, well, this is what we may be getting back, and it's just so beautiful to experience the uniqueness of your critical thinking capacity. Because every time it's like, ah, oh, oh well, I thought he was gonna, I was, oh no, this is great, and then. I'd love to hear Ole's take on it. I'm I'm definitely well versed in the realm of the mind virus, and I I personally feel that everything that we're being programmed into is an entropic, distorted orientation about the full reality of life. And so I've been focusing really on the syntropic orientation, which is humble. It's meek. It's with natural patterns and cycles, and it's allowing nature to be our greatest teacher again and yet just focusing only on that and going into that almost makes me feel sometimes that i'm kind of falling asleep at the wheel as well because this corporatized civilization is still at work it's still running uh, a large part of a show and the theater production is in in full swing and if I would just return to the land um, as a beautiful, lofty fantasy, so to speak, um, I'm curious, is, is that what there is really to do? Or is it actually, you know, I've, I've had multiple opportunities to withdraw from society, so to speak. And is that really what life here is? for or are we to see this all through together i'm not necessarily saying go go and camp out in you know in a metropolitan environment and set up camp in a in an apartment three high three three back in melbourne but i think that keep a close watch on what is actually being um perpetrated really as i i see it is relevant and i see it as a disease and a, and a mind virus in its totality but i'd really like ole's ole's take on it well 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 um do you know what is power <clears throat> when you look at uh, these individuals who are doing this to us many of them are very weak individuals they are not very tall. Many of them are small. So if you take like a, a, a 400 pound woman and just sat her on top of them, that would neutralize them. Their power is just over in like that. So what is power? It's the power of the, uh, a woman who loves to eat too much or is the power of some creep who, who has uh, has created the facilities to affect us uh, in a very negative way because we've been too lazy and too much into our own greed, not noticing when these individuals have moved into position. So power, I mean, for me, I'm, I've never understood this whole thing about power over others. You know, they're so they're, they want to control us. They want to be in total control to do what? I don't get it. What is the big, what is the big, you know, benefit and, and the big like, yay, I, I managed to absolutely control them. I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. Anyway, so, but I see that that's what they're doing. So when you look at what is actually going on, 
I would say it's, it's like you've got one mad individual, one super psychopath, uh, if we take it scale indifferent. He's got one knife and one mask, a hoodie or whatever, and he can terrorize a city like New York as a serial killer. He sneaks around in the dark and he stabs someone totally defenseless, a woman or whatever, uh, in her bedroom. And that makes gets a whole city in absolute panic mode. That's one knife, one jerk, and um, a ski mask. That's it. Boom. So what are we up against? We're up against one individual, one, one knife, and a hell of a lot of fear-mongering. So when you take this down to, so the question is how to neutralize a guy like that. I mean, not a problem if you know who they are. It's like we're like in New York. I don't know how many millions of people and that jerk is one. It's so easy. It's so easy, but you need to identify him so you know, ah, that's the guy. That's the guy. But here we're being told, no, it's a nuclear war the war warning oh the climate is falling the skies are falling down the aliens are attacked no we're up against one jerk in this in this the way we look at it i mean they're they're very few they're very very few i was sitting talking to a guy yesterday we were talking about media in the u.s there are five corporations in total that controls like 90 95 percent of that these Corporations are controlled, not always owned, by controlled by a handful of people that can fit around a table in a restaurant. It's that limited. But these individuals with these networks that are very often controlled by fear, you know, fear of whatever, repercussions or losing their job or pension down in the power pyramid, they can sit around the table. These individuals control the whole media in a country the size of big you know by the way do you know that you can take the sahara desert and put inside or the us and put it inside the sahara desert so that is people say oh so massive yeah it can even fit inside one desert you know the proportions have gone so weird after the second world war so anyway, what are we up against? I would say that uh, we are up against a small little group of individuals. It's the Wizard of Oz. Once again, the Wizard of Oz, these, the ones we're up against are super weak as individuals. They have got no spine whatsoever. They're super cowards. They're super cowards. They never do their dirty work themselves. They don't face the enemy. They don't kill. Well, they do children and, and you know, Women, when they've been tied up or whatever, then they might do harm to them. But otherwise, they would never meet someone like face to face saying, OK, bring it on. Absolutely no way. These individuals like Kissinger and Soros and I don't know what, I mean, my God, not individuals that are of quality when it comes to humankind. Uh, you can't even use the word humankind because there's the word kind in them. They're the, the opposite. And human, I don't know. But anyway, so we have to see what is happening. This is what I've been trying to do. What, what is the problem here? We've been told it's over here. If the problem is over here, the solution would be there, the opposite. Okay, so, but what if the problem is actually here? And so then that means that the solution will be there. We're being told, look left, maybe the solution is to the right. So this is what I've been trying to do all of these years. Pull the curtain, make the 
dawn, you know, make the, the make the fog lift, you know, enter sun, the fog will lift and you will start to see clearly. When you see clearly, you will just like, oh my God, this world is absolutely beautiful. There's nothing hardly to be afraid of, except, boom, that one, that one, that tiny little group over there are the ones doing it on such a massive scale that it's unbelievable. But it's the same doing it to us. They're that, they're that few that are actually pulling the strings. And one of them, I would say, is a group, it's a family in Sweden that most people have not heard of, Wallenberg. They are key in what is called the deep state or the top of the pyramid, which is actually upside down. It's the bottom of the absolute bottom of human quality, if they even, I don't know what they are. But when you look at their actions, holy crap, that is awful. So I would say good news, happy days are here, yee-hoo, because when you start seeing what we're up against, it's not that difficult at all. You identify the serial killer, that's the guy, boom, game over, put the spotlight, he can't move. So you don't even have to be violent, you don't even have to meet him with another knife, say, whoop, chup, 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 chup. you don't have to, just find out dissect the information, what are we, what is actually happening here, decode it, break it, you know, and so hang on, and there you are, I now see you, boom, that's it, this is what I've done with multiple of these operations, put the spotlight before they, uh, it happened, and it neutralized them, they were not able to pull it off, was I violent, did it take a lot of courage, yes, I was shit scared, but otherwise than that, it only took some courage to stand in truth and just say, this is not on. This is not on. I tell you, I was 17 or 18, and we were in a small little town called Tronos in the south of Sweden. I was there with a friend of mine, and there was this guy that was feared by everyone. He was a bully, an absolute bully. His name was Scott something. And uh, even the, the police feared, feared him because he broke the arm of a police officer. He was the kindest one. He was sober. He was an absolute asshole when he was drunk, violent asshole when he was drunk. And so we were out dancing one Friday evening and this guy came up to us, to myself and this friend, and started provoking us. And what did I do? I turned my back on my friend and left him. Thank God he was not beaten up, but that was not because of me. After that, I felt so awful. I really felt so awful. I think, fuck, that was a real coward's way of getting out. I was scared. I was scared, you know, because this was a scary individual. But at that point, I promised this is not going to happen again. I am not backing down. I'm not doing this again because it's not okay. It is human. Yes, what does that mean? To be a coward? Yeah, but it's also human to be brave. And I, I don't want to feel that horrible taste in my mouth when I look myself in the mirror and just say, you chicken, you just absolutely wussed out. And he could have been killed because of my weakness. And so we have to take a stand at this point. You know, it's not, it's not the... Uh, Often, yeah, I'm going to do it in 20 years. I'm going to do it in uh, who cares? My kids, you know, my future. We're at a point, it's like smack in your face. You're up against Dr. Evil. 
Klaus, Klaus, whatever his name is, he's not the guy anyway. I mean, we're talking about these front individuals that, that look like a, a golden member type of individuals. I mean, these are not the ones. That, it's behind the scenes. And the guy, that, the ones that we are up against is actually has horns and likes really hot holidays. That's the guy. Sometimes he's red also that takes over, somehow takes over individuals. And it seems to me like we are all open for possibilities where we can let that power rule us or we can let that power rule us. It's duality. So it's up to us to say, who am I? Who am I in this situation? Yeah, I'm super brave. In this situation, I'm an absolute coward. What the hell? Is that okay with me? Is it okay with me? And in some certain areas, I, I say, okay, I'm a coward in this situation. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that because nobody got hurt. And I mean, for me, it can be making a phone call. That scares me. It's like I can, I can receive a death threat and not be paralyzed by it. And then I can't make a phone call to the dentist. What is that? It's ridiculous, but it's the power of the mind or whatever. I don't know. So sometimes, okay, I don't make the phone call. I tap myself on say, Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. I can write a letter to the dentist or whatever. And then in the end, I make the phone call. So, but it's just like how we're controlled by the mind and fear, fear, fear. But fear is the only thing we have to fear, really, because... And I think I mentioned it before, fear is always connected to the future. It's never here. It's never what has happened. It's fear of the unknown. So it's even speculation because it hasn't even happened yet. And it's always between your ears, which is where you can control it, which is where you can deal with it. That is where it should really be dealt with, not out in your actions when you're fearful and you do stuff like that and people get hurt, yourself included. So we are in a situation where we can, we can take the power back by learning how to deal with fear. Look at any stuntman, look at any surfer, look at any type of person who are in dangerous environments. They learn how to deal with fear and then they calm down. You see somebody in a war zone, the first time a, a, a grenade goes off near them, they shit their pants. The second time, not so bad. The third time, the fourth time, then it's just another day. They just go and have a hamburger. Boom, it goes off over there. But, uh, well, I'm still here. It's like we, we adapt. But that is also a danger because we can adapt to bad things. We adapt to people getting hurt. We adapt to bullies. We adapt to being pushed. And so, no, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. It is when people get hurt, it is, and children and these things, I mean, shame on us, shame on all of us for letting this continue year in and year out. What the hell is going on? And now where we in, in many countries are letting kids meeting, you know, the police and people in white coats injecting them and the parents are not standing up. Ugh. It's not okay. It's just not okay. So what I want to say is life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. And maybe this is perfect the way it is, that we are going through a transition where it's boot camp. And the whole thing is about who am I? Who are you? How do you deal with these situations? 
Are you a good person, so-called good? Are you a bad person, a so-called bad? No judgment. Who are you? But really, who do you want? When you say thank you and goodbye from this world, are you going to be proud of yourself? Or are you going to say, I made a mess out of this one. I was such a wuss. I was such a coward. I feel awful. All of these people got hurt. But there you go. This is what I have to deal with next time or whatever. I would say, why not? They say that we're going to die. Why not do it with like dignity and like, yay, baby, let's get some action, put some spice on it and just say, I'm going to stand up and say, fuck, no, I'm not taking this or I am taking this and bow down and be like this. I mean, I'm not an alpha male. I'm not somebody that likes to confront. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it comes to a point where we have to say this is not okay, and the time is here. Wake up, please, please. Oh. <laughs> well said, Ole. Yeah, thanks for sharing there. I really, really appreciate your perspective on you know where we're at and where we where we're going and that piece on taking personal responsibility. It's such a big one and in, in the way that we operate moving forward. So really really just want to honor you for your time and, and your commitment to this this work and this movement that's unraveling right before our our eyes and our times and um i just want to invite sovereign um if you had any uh closing statements you wanted to share with us i'm just delighted again and the reminder is uh, is received and heard quite thoroughly it's and it's it is that core question like, what what was I doing while who was I being as shit got really quite freaky and weird and I feel for myself that I, I have a lot to still live up to with all of my ambitions that I have uh, and yet at the same time I also feel that just hearing those words and just sitting with those that question, not so much answer it in the moment and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, no, I, I, I tick my boxes. I'm, a, I'm a happy now with myself. It's like it's, it's a measure of who we are as, as individuals and that there is this huge testing ground unfolding all around us. And it's in each intersection that we're not so much being judged on our navigation, but it, it does all measure up to an outcome. And I feel that that is something where the individual responsibility taking is, is really able to, to be found. And, and in that answers reside on an individual level for each person. And we're not all here to be the heroes. And we're not even talking about having to step up to be a hero. Because a lot of the convictions that we may want to explore that we either have or we don't have, um, they're all operating here. And so we don't need to be the heroes out there in the world. We need to be become victorious over whatever is in, in distortion active in our, in our neurochemistry. And, and truth is something that we know from within. It's not something that we need to look very far for. It's just that we have a tremendous amount of dysfunctional programming, social conditioning. I call it called programming that we've all been exposed to. This, this, this civilizational wheel that we're in is full of misinformation and disinformation as to what is important, what's relevant, what's significant. But our human nature and our, our, our quint essence of inner knowing knows what is natural. 
knows what is healthy, and knows what is quote unquote normal. And when we lean into that, and when I lean into that, and I, I, I ask in with myself that inner knowing, that then also gets to articulate who am I? What am I? What am I doing during this time that either aids the facilitation of a dystopian future or is creating a parallel reality, a parallel trajectory that isn't necessarily casting to decide a whole plethora of what we currently are navigating with as in technology, as in the changing ecosystem on a financial landscape. We're supposed to be moving into quantum banking systems and there is the, the crypto world that is being opened more and more and more to more people. And the funny thing is we're going to be around for a while. So the choices that we make today, um, are they going to stifle our our ability to navigate freely in the future? These are the questions that we kind of have to ask ourselves. And my recommendation to myself, um, because I was a, a radical extremist if it came to natural health, raw food, and I've been down the path of breatharianism, but also down the path of extreme minimalism. And that was just performing a function with purpose for me to actually recognize that this is earth, this is my home, I get to be here, and I get to have an experience, and I get to choose which character I want to be in that space. Do I want to be an extremist? Does it really work? Does it really feel great? Does it really enliven and bring joy and love and, and beauty out from, from my creative potential? These are the questions that I've been sitting with, and I've been trying to find that beautiful balance of focusing on the beauty, the heart song, the feeling-based world, um, the creative imagining of a new earth, but also keeping tab on what is being exercised out against humanity's freedom and free will. It's, um, it's an internal dialogue for people to have. And I think that that's what Ole has really pointed out. It's like, who am I? That's my takeaway question. And I like sitting with that one. Yeah, such a big question. And um, fundamental existential question for humanity. And it seems through history and through the ages, cultures that embed that curiosity in the younglings to ponder, you know, to find the their answers within themselves tend to be more resilient and robust. And our current culture seemingly, from my perspective, doesn't support that process of self-reflection. And um, something that I'm encouraged by what you've both shared today is um, encouraging all of you people who are watching this and listening to this right now just to to go down that journey and explore at a, at a deeper intimate level because there are definitely shallow versions of that answer that could for that question but what are the deeper layers to that question that um it's going to be reflective for all of us and um from my discoveries it links back to total unity total connection and um, understanding the electromagnetic frequencies of the waves of energy that we find ourselves in and it's a whole nother rabbit hole to dive down so 
I just wanted to thank you, Ole, for your time today and um, Sovereign for also sharing. I really appreciate you guys and, and what you've committed your life work to and um, I look forward to continuing fostering this relationship and supporting people on their journey. Um, so thank you so much, gentlemen, and look forward to chatting with you soon. Ole's website, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, lightonconspiracies.com. Um, I'll put it in the description as well. And um, we'll be releasing more of his content on Earth Heroes TV in the coming weeks. So look forward to seeing you guys later. Bye for now, eh? Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.